0: Here with Kevin. Say, hey Kevin. What's up, man? On our awesome ass show. Uh, before I forget. Yeah. Super awesome. Before we get too deep into this, Kevin's sick, y'all. Yeah, so, I am. Like, wish him better.
1: <clears throat> possibly him. uh possibly pneumonia. So
0: he's dying. <laughs> uh I ain't
2: gonna say what I think it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody! So we got uh, today today's guest. By the way, um, is uh, Mr. Will Woods? He's uh, he, was, uh, he was a he was a new recruit, a new, a new soldier when we got back from Iraq. And then uh, now, if I'm mistaken, you were a blue spader twice, right? Yeah, one oh, is
2: sniper, and then when they they yeah. activated, they reactivated again in uh, Fort Campbell. Yeah, I was a blue spader again, same company, Bravo Company. Really? Before man. I moved, yeah, it was crazy.
1: So you're double the spader, man yeah yeah i don't know if you listened to a lot of the um a lot of the um the show but like our first season is all talking to to guys from um you know our deployment of four or five, <laughs> and uh just getting our stories from that time frame and everything so we gotta kind of, wanna uh, i'm about to hang on a second, i'm about to die real quick <laughs> god damn this this stuff is killing me um no we kind of wanted to uh get your take on on you know like what was it like being like the new guy you know what I'm saying like a, <laughs> a group of dudes coming back from war you know what I mean
2: um it was all right so me coming from a bad neighborhood in uh Tampa Florida I thought like it was gonna be easy but uh I realized like the 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 guys coming back from Iraq they was on a whole nother level than then then got then, then then I expected it was you know cuz you got basic training you got drill sergeants you got the roughness that they taught you versus you coming back being assigned to your first unit and I don't know if you guys remember we was living in like the the kitchen area on the third floor in building 209 in Swineford. you know it was like all eight of us and um uh, wait you are living together yeah yeah so they so before we was assigned rooms before, I don't know if you remember, before we were assigned rooms, we were living in that the kitchen on the third floor.
0: Um, no, I, didn't, I didn't know and that.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of the last ones to end up in Sergeant Bagus' platoon. And I went up with Sergeant Messer, God bless the dead. And uh, who was the other guy? It was Sergeant Messer and... Crap, I can't think of... uh Is The that other specials I was living. Nah, What's Caldwell? Of
0: that? Caldwell? Yeah, was nah, Cal-
2: Cal- yeah, Caldwell was still there. I, we Caldwell deployed with me again on that in Ramadi.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, you left a couple other guys up, but Caldwell was still there. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> anyway, I remember uh, like a bunch of a bunch of you guys. I don't know, it wasn't you two per se, but they came up there and they they like started to have us drink and they were scuffing us up on the on the, on the third floor. It was it was crazy and uh. We had beer, so before you guys came back, we like we were drinking, but like two days before you came back, it was uh sergeant King and uh, who was that other staff sergeant that was on Rear D? He he didn't deploy with you guys, but he was like, "Hey, y'all not gonna drink? No alcohol like for the first week while you guys got back." So we were just like, as brandy probably was, we we were like, "All right, cool, bet," mm-hmm. and uh. I remember I was laid out on my cot. It was a cot on that, on the, on the, on that third floor. I think, I don't know if y'all remember uh, Robinson and the rest of the dudes. Most of the dudes went out. I think it was me and the other dude. We was the only two left up there. Everybody else went out, even though they weren't supposed to. And a bunch of you guys came back and went in there, and y'all was like, oh, brand new privacy. Take a sip of this. And we was like, nah, especially. We can't drink this. And y'all were just like, do some fucking push-ups. And <laughs> I was just like, Damn, all right. So I'm doing push-ups. Because, you know, I'm thinking, like, man, these dudes just came back from Iraq. I heard all the stories and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, Sarn King, Sarn Art, Staff on Art. I got it. It was Staff on Art and Staff on King. And he was just telling me the stories. And you know, Staff on King, I met him. He got blown up by IED. Well, v V-bed. You know what I mean? I mean, he was scuffing us up one time, and his nose started bleeding. It was crazy. He was making us do right. push-ups. He was pissed. He was pissed off. I don't know about what. I King came not him. him processing. Got and him his real. nose started. Yeah, his nose started bleeding while he was scuffing us off. I was just like, damn. You know, I saw op was just like, there's still like pieces of like metal in his face. And that was just like, damn, bro. Like, I'm not seeing dudes get shot. But I ain't seeing a dude with car parts in his face from a goddamn bomb? You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking so it was car just parts like, in yeah, his face. Yeah. You know what I mean that that's what it was, you know what I mean. Mm. So he just was like, they were like fucking us up. So I had that imprint on my mind, and then some of your you 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 guys as battle buddies came up there just, you're gonna drink this or you're gonna get fucked up. So I was just like, all right, bet I guess I'm gonna drink a little alcohol, you know what mm. I mean. And I was drinking alcohol and getting scuffed up on the on the third floor, and that that was my impression. That was like the first first time I met you guys coming back from like. Samara, right? You
0: know. I, I don't re- recall that. Was <laughs> I there. I don't think I was there for that, man.
2: Nah, I no. I, I didn't see you. Ty- I, like I didn't see you two until like later. Okay. It was like, uh, shit. It was King. Oh man, Rudolph. Hmm. Um, it was I. You know what I mean? There's a couple other dudes. I can't. I see their face, but I can't. I can't say their names right now.
0: But yeah. okay. So you know, what was life for you adjusting into now I'm living in Germany? What was life living in a, in a different country at your first duty station? Uh, well, I believe it or not, during that time, I, you
2: guys was the only one that gave me motivation. I was actually depressed during that time, you know, coming from Tampa, Florida. Like the first three months, I never seen sunshine in that country, man. It was just like yeah. Snow rain so so you know what i mean like come february march shit is growing in like tampa florida when i went to germany uh february 5th it was like straight up like winter you know what i mean it okay. snowed like march so i was just like that was new to me i was just like what the fuck i I didn't see the sun shine until like april you know what i mean so i was like i was the like depressed <laughs> I was just like, man, dude, uh, like I see why two war wolves are faulting this bitch, man. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, excuse my language. Like, you know, <laughs> you good? You're right. <laughs> you know, like I was like depressed at first. Um, the rumors of like the German girls liking the black dudes, it wasn't happening for me. Like at first, it was just uh-huh. I don't know. And then a brand new private. So you got to a brand new private dealing with war veterans. I was getting scuffed up. The sun never shined. The weather was miserable. It was it sucked. Like you know what I mean. I was just like I was miserable for like the first three months. You wow, man. I See, yeah, I can, I can imagine. Imagine. that just yeah. was like
1: and yeah, you're I, by yourself. You know. Like you know, no, no, no friends, or whatever.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. <clears throat> Thinking about it, man, that that is yeah. vastly different from when I got over there. I mean, like I right had over there and like right after nine eleven, and uh, yeah, I, I, I mean we got scuffed up, but it was. You know that was expected when you were a private in the infantry. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're gonna get fucked right. up anyway. You know, but like it wasn't by dudes that just got back from fucking Iraq. You know what I'm saying? And you might have right. a little something wrong with them, whatever. <clears throat> like you said, car parts in their face or some shit. Yeah. But yeah. That that is a, that is wild. Right. What uh? What made you join? Like, so like going back to 9/11, like where where were you? What was going on in your life then? And
2: oh um, so I actually. I actually had a good job in uh, Tampa, Florida. It was making sheetrock, but I wanted to get in uh, law enforcement. So what actually made me join, I was talking to a reserve sheriff, and he was just saying, my opportunities will be better for, like, uh, get promoted. And also, I didn't want to work in the county jail because Hillsborough county sheriff. Um, you got to work in the county jail before you can be a deputy patrol. And he was saying military experience will, will, will better that chance. So I joined the army solely for, for that opportunity only. I, I wasn't in a, per se a bad spot that I needed to join the army. I joined it strictly for the resume. Um and that's why I ended up joining at that point.
0: You know. So you had a, at least you had a plan from the start. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm joining for right. there's a lot of folks, there's a lot of us who didn't have shit plan wise. Yeah. Like, here we go.
1: <clears throat> no so plan going right. in. Right no plan going yeah. out.
0: Yeah, it's good on you for for at least having that together because I know that's not easy. So, right. Um once you get dealing with us for 3 months, you're, you're fucking depressed, this shit sucks. Uh I get that. Um for me personally, it, like Kevin said, it was a lot different. It was a bunch of specialists, but they weren't war veterans. They were just a bunch of assholes basically. <laughs> This fucking A bunch ass. of drunks. Yeah, for, for no reason. Right. Yeah. Like, man, this shit makes no sense. Yeah. And eventually, like, you know, you, you rank up yourself. But right. I mean, I, I I get the growing pains of joining and dealing with all that shit. It sucks out loud. But you know right. what you're getting into. So Yeah. Right. So, so yep.
1: you're coming up on uh you're coming up on 18 years now, right?
2: Ooh. Yeah, no, I'm past 18 years. I'm like I'm like 18 years, two months. Yeah, you
1: know. Hey, did you yeah. get that the the new message that just came out that you can now submit in? Yeah, yeah, one
2: hundred percent. Yeah, I just got it. You know, I you know I was looking into that.
1: You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, 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 I just submitted mine. Um, granted, it's not from active duty; it's from the reserves. But um, right. So I'm ready to to. I mean, it's, it's been a fun ride. You know what I mean? but it's 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 time. Yeah, it's time to move on. You know, right?
0: That's We're, heavy. That's a long time. That's a big chunk of your life to have uh given to this country, right? Hey,
2: Tyra, it don't it is crazy, man. It don't like I can remember meeting you guys. It, it feels like it was six, seven years ago more than 18 years ago. Like, yeah. uh, it, it, it it's crazy. It time flies. It don't seem like it do, it really does not seem like 18 years. You know, I can still remember the like the rap music that I was listened to on the third floor crystal clear yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it was like i, I could tell some time has passed but it, it just don't feel like
1: 18 years man you know <clears throat> that's how it was when we had our um that our little that reunion thing done and destin man like a bunch of us hadn't seen each other in like 17 years and it was just like it, what it's been a long weekend like a four-day weekend and over that weekend right. we went you know in four directions and then we came back to work on monday and and right. seeing them again you know what I mean like that's what it felt like it was really it
0: was, it was interesting um it was almost bizarre man yeah yeah it yeah. was it was like it, exactly like Kevin said man like four or five days passed and everyone got fat and bald or got <laughs> gray or had kids that were grown <laughs> yeah. so yeah. definitely yeah. it goes by in a flash man hopefully you guys you've been keeping up with some of you guys from your platoon over the years
2: yeah 100 percent yeah yeah, yeah. I, I'm friends with like Sarn, uh, Sarn, uh, shit, the fucking Ranger Tab dude. Cool. Um, first Sarn Sims. So uh, I took a picture with him as a Sarn major when he was the Sarn major of 101st first. So yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm still still tight knit with the the original Blue Spagers from uh Swyford,
0: You know. Okay. So me uh, a big group of us leave. Big mass excess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now you guys are ranking up on your own. What was life like when all the veterans kind of split?
2: Um, uh, so fortunately, that first deployment, Ramadi, and that 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 was that was one of the, the worst deployments out of all five that I did. Um, and it went from being a new guy, I was one of the senior dudes just simply because I've been in the army longer. But, I mean, we still had Specials Rudolph. uh, We had Sarn Baggett. uh, First Sarn Sims ended up going to HHC. But we still had Sarn Baggett. We still had enough of the old guys from Samara to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so it was like 80% new guys, but we still had about 20% of the old guys from Samara to help us out. I don't think we would have been that successful if we didn't have that twenty percent of the old guys from tomorrow that are already seeing combat, you mm-hmm. know, that, that that get us through uh, Ramadi. You know what I mean? Uh, we had special Snyder, you know, so we still had a, we still had quite a bit of old guys that that like get us through that that rough deployment. So even though I was one of the senior guys, I still had a lot of guys to lean on that had experience, yeah. and I think that's what helped me get through.
0: You know. Yeah, we <clears throat> we kind of reflected on our time before our deployment. One of the reasons right. why we think we were so close is we had a lot of time together. We had years together before we deployed, and y'all did not. Yeah, so yeah. I was really, right. I was really wondering yeah. about how how that affected your uh, particular deployment, especially. Uh, we heard how rough that fucking deployment was, man. Um, right. it, it it was bad, and right, like I know a lot of us who left we were like, man, I wish I was still there for that particular Mm. deployment because I had that extra, you know, uh, experience. I got to help those dudes out, Mm. but either way, tell us a little bit about how that, uh, the start of that deployment went. Um, so when you guys left, we went to
2: Grafivir um, like early it was like February 2000, 2005. And that, that, that that rotation sucked. It was like deep in the snow. It snowed like the whole 35 days. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you did like 20 days in Hornfields. I mean, 20 days in Graff, you did like 15 days in Hornfields. Mm-hmm. That rotation sucked. So I think that built a lot of camaraderie between the old guys and the new privates. Uh, us new guys, I guess, I don't want to say, you know what I mean? We didn't know any better. But we went through that rotation we did it and that sucked and I think that earned a lot of like guys like you that came from uh, Samara I think that's what ended up earning our respect because I remember like once I did that rotation I didn't get fucked up no more you know what I mean I was a PFC yeah. like after I came back from Graff and Hornsfield, it was miserable like I, I almost fell off a cliff and got named Hornsfield because of the snow oh, man. you know yeah it was it, That was a that was a bad training rotation yeah. And I think because we did that, like older guys like me or the, the younger fixing to be newer guys like me, I started not getting scuffed up that much. You know what I mean? A lot of the older guys started bracing me in. And we, and we were starting to get brand new privates at that point. And I'm a senior PFC. After that rotation, uh, I pinned specialists. And then we were going to deploy and then it got canceled. And then we went back to our I mean, um uh, back to Grafenberg Hornsville in like June to get cut short to tell us we was deploying immediately. Uh, I think uh Charlie mm-hmm. Company and Alpha Company left immediately and then Bravo Company, we were still behind and we got attached to uh 177 armor. So I think all those significant events, like at that it, it started from a point, y'all legacy in Samara ended, and now we started a new legacy. Of sucking, where we all started to embrace each other together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. like, that's what changed my mind from like getting out, because it started, it went from me getting treated like crap to like I was one of the brotherhood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think because we were always sucking through something at that point. So fast forward, we uh Bravo Company got attached to 177 Armor. We went to Kuwait. And then immediately got thrown in Ramadi, like one of the worst spots in Iraq. You know what I mean? And then the whole time while we were in Kuwait staging, we hearing about the casualties from Seco uh, and Aco. You know what I mean? And it just, I think just hearing about that, it it, it brought us all close together. Like, hey man, this, it, you know what I mean? This ain't no like old guy, new guy stuff. We about to go through the suck together. This is family at this point. Yeah. Freaking, you know what I mean? You earned your trust. You got scuffed up by us, and you know what I mean. You didn't take it personal, and now as family at this point, we got to go through this. If we're gonna, it's gonna be family, and we all come back together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that was my experience. So once we hit after Graf went to Ramadi, it things was different. Like I felt like I was one of you guys more so than just a brand new guy at that point. You know, yeah. if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah. Dude, that whole um your 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 lead up from pretty much the time that we the time that we all left to the time that you guys deployed to Ramadi sounds mm-hmm. almost identical to our timeline. Um just fast forwarded. Right. Yeah. Just a lot faster. Because I mean you're talking <clears throat> um so we I know Tyree and I left May thirty first, oh five. And then, so your guys' train up for the next phase into Iraq would have been, you know, started around that point going into 06. So you're talking like a year, whereas we had like three years or so. Are you still there, man? You're frozen. I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, your, your video's frozen. Um, But yeah, no. So like, so where we had like three years plus the deployment to Kosovo, um, you know, you guys had a year. And it's interesting that you talk about like going to Graph and going to Hohenfels and, and going through that suck and that bringing everybody together because we did the same thing in uh, early 02, January, February of 02 mm-hmm. for that, what, 55 days, 54 days uh, rotation. Yeah. And that, I mean, it just, it just it sucked balls. And I think that's probably by design. It's meant to suck balls. So everybody comes together um, and learns to, to, you know, to work together as a team, whatever. Um yeah so that's kind of actually really interesting that like it almost it almost parallels ours um in a way yeah
0: so uh you guys dealt with a lot of bullshit while you were there um i think one of the reasons why our deployment went smoothly is our leadership uh tell me a little bit about the leadership that you guys had during that deployment
2: I mean, it was, it was excellent. I mean, we, we swapped out First Sergeant Sims went to HHC, and we got a, uh, it was Sergeant First Class Hykenman. He was the acting First Sergeant, and then uh, I remember Crap. I can't remember the, the company commander dude. Oh, they called him, if I can say they called him Rainbow Six, because, you know, he, you know, he would, not against that. He went that way. But, uh, um. Uh, about the leadership, it was, I mean, it wasn't, it it, it wasn't bad. So you got to realize being in Bravo company, we are a blue spader and we got attached out the 177 armor. So we mm. was like the stepchild, you know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and I really didn't know much about 177 armor and nor did I pay attention. I was more focused on first on hiking and starting Baggett, um, the other like first what was his uh first platoon platoon Sarn he up going to ACO the a first Sarn uh, God bless that he up commit suicide. Oh McKinney, but uh yes, yeah Sarn yeah, McKinney Sarn McKinney. Me and him had the same birthday. He used to always remind me of that while making me do push ups. But yeah, God bless that Sarn McKinney. Um, uh, but uh the leadership wasn't bad. I mean, I've had worse leadership. I've had tremendous worst leadership in garrison. Um to be honest, that was probably one of the best leadership I had while being a Ramadi. And I think because it it, it was one of them times like you couldn't being a Ramadi was stressful enough. Like if you was going to be some toxic leadership, we probably would have had a bunch of suicides and stuff like that. Like Ramadi sucked. Like it 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 sucked. That it, it's something like I never want to do again in my life. You know, yeah, you know, I got three other deployments after that combat deployments another rotation like Romania and Bulgaria that Ramadi deployment is something I never want to do in my life. I don't wish that on nobody and I think the command they knew that, you know, because you got some of you guys guys like you guys that was y'all second rotation plus the new guys. If have you going to be a terrible leadership. It was just it would have been bad. So yeah. first on I was he was amazing. Sergeant Bagger was amazing. Uh Sergeant first class McKinnon before he left was amazing. We end up against Sergeant Nunn. The leadership was 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 Sorry. good. Even the squad leaders, all the staff sergeants was like, they, they, they put themselves on our level. Um I had, I remember one of my, my team leaders was Sarant Johnson. Sergeant Caldwell was still there. It was, I don't know, it, it was like family. I, you know, that was probably one of the best leaderships I've had my 18 years in the Army. And I think it was because it's just the environment. Every Everything, we had so much adversity to lead up to that point. You, today's Army is not seeing adversity like that. And that's part of the problem, yeah. you know. you know, uh, it is. And I grew up as a private with that kind of leadership. And even as a staff the today, I expect to see that leadership. And I never get it because the times is just different, Right. you know? So that, that point of time, like that was probably some of the best leadership I ever had in the army, some of the best brotherhood, some of the best cohesion that I've never had. And, and <clears throat> believe it or not, because of that environment is one of the reasons why I'm so ready to get out because mm-hmm. you're not, you're just not getting that kind of cohesion and that kind of leadership now in this peacetime. No,
1: dude, that's a hundred percent true, man. And that's kind of where I'm at with it as well. Um, I actually, so it's interesting when, when you did your last cycle, um, mm. I, I was doing my last cycle, um, mm. as a drill up at Fort Leonard Wood. And I was like, that's fucking cool, man. Like, you know, the, the timing of it all, but you know, I've been, a have been doing the reserve drill thing for a very long time. But, um, uh, mm. part of the, part of the reason though, is because th- that I want to get out of the army is, I mean, like <laughs> one, like doing the drill sergeant job at my age, it hurts. Right. Like, yeah. It, it's 100%. a rough job. It is a rough job, um, but also, man, like I don't know, the army is just kind of going in a direction to where, like my my knowledge is becoming not necessarily obsolete, but like not necessarily needed either, right? Like I have a lot of right. knowledge on, you know, how the uh, active duty army was, you know, sixteen years ago, seventeen years ago, and how army reserve army is in a drill sergeant unit but like I'm not necessarily effective in any other ways but like I still I still pretty much like look at my leadership style and I think back to you know the leaders that Tyree and I had um on our deployments to Kosovo and Iraq and that you guys took with you into Ramadi you know I'm like it's it was that leadership style plus a few great leaders that I've had along the way that have kind of that I've, I've been able to stand in front of my platoon of trainees and, and then, you know, give them that same leadership style and try and at least leave a little bit of those guys with them. You know what I mean? <clears throat> because like you said, like they're just not getting that same leadership style. Um, they're right. not being taught cohesion. They're not really being taught like this, like this family mentality, this brotherhood mentality. It, it's more of a, you know, doggy dog, like watch up watch, you know, CYA, right? Like, Watch your own sex yeah. and fuck everybody else. I can't yeah. really stay. I can't, I can't get. I can't get with that at all, man.
0: I can't. Right. I was gonna ask you, like, hey, D, how do you feel about our time compared to you know current times? And I can probably see that you are more likely to, you know, like the past. Um, how has that affected these new tr- troops? The this new way of training, more or less, or this new system how how does it affect you guys as the instructors like hey man i know how this should actually be i've been to combat before I, you know right I, i've my body is broken from this job and i'm trying to right. show you how to do this and you're are what is the feeling is it discouragement when you, you you know all this work and this effort goes into these troops and and you feel like uh you know, maybe they're not exactly how, you know, the guys were when you deployed, is that yeah. concerning?
2: Um. Uh, so let me start off with, 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 uh, they are still teaching cohesion and teamwork. That is like a big thing at the army. The, the army know they can't succeed if they, they don't. So they're trying, they, you know, they, they are preaching these things. And as the drill sergeant, we were all preaching these things. Um, uh, it's just these new guys—they just. I don't it's kind of like what he said before. It's kind of like I can see this as a staff sergeant world. Um, all my like drama came more as a staff sergeant, for you know what I mean? Like, uh, because with this new NCOER system, everybody wants to get their number one spot. Mm. So I've had like my peers try to shit on me just to get the number one spot for nothing relevant. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Just petty stuff. Like, I don't know. Let's say I, I missed something in planning and of like, I'll figure a friend of mine will be like, hey, bro, you missed this. You might want to do this. No, they yeah. wouldn't say nothing. They wouldn't say nothing. They would let that fail because they knew that was an opportunity that they can shine. Yep. And uh, so you got that going on. Now, as for the trainees, and it, it's kind of, it's it's a crazy environment. Because I see this going on with my peers, but the higher leadership is telling me I need to instill cohesion and teamwork with my subordinates, even though it's not going, it's not happening at my level Mm -hmm. as a staff. Everybody is cutthroat on a staff's on level, but I'm supposed to pretend like that's not happening and promote cohesion with E5 and below, you know, on teamwork. Uh, now, with that being said, like it, it's being taught, but this new generation, they they're like, I don't want to say it, it's kind of sad to say that they're like smarter than us, but in the wrong way, because this <laughs> new generation is it, well, because these dudes are more like, I'll do that, I'll I'll suck, but what's in it for me? Yeah, like it ain't that ain't how it's supposed to be, man. Like you join the army, the army sucks. You're supposed to do this for the army nah man nah yeah. that ain't it like mm-hmm. i'm in the army and i'm gonna suck for you but what's in it for me because you can't right. smoke me you know what i mean you can't smoke me and make me do it so if i'm gonna do this you got to tell me what's in it for me how am i gonna gain from sucking and then it's more so like you do this you'll get promoted yada 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 it's it's different like, when I was a private, you guys, y'all you were know, like, hey, Woods, go do this. I'm like, why? You gonna do this or you gonna shut the fuck up? Kinda like, you <laughs> know what I mean? It, it was totally different. You can't do that now.
1: No, hey, you can't.
2: Go over here and fucking clean up all this shit. Why? Because I said so. Or you gonna get scuffed the fuck up. You yeah. can't You can't do that now. It's a different army. It's more <laughs> like, go do this over here. Why, Saran? Because this, this, and this, and this. And they're like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's different. I don't know how this is going to turn out in the future, you know, but this is the current situation. You know what I mean? It is you know? it is
1: kind of scary honestly like cuz you know, it's like you said like they are smarter but like like you said maybe in a wrong a wrong way, right? Like not in the yeah. way that like I I don't know, man. <clears throat> I mean, I mean and and that's not to say that we don't have great trainees who are there for the right reasons who you right. know, they, do the, do the damn thing and get along and, and perform well. Right. Cause we do. Right. I, we, I mean, every cycle that I've ever had, we always do. Um, but like, it, it just seems like over the years, um, the trainees that I've had um, have gotten further and further away from serving for, for like, for good reasons. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of shit yeah. to say. I don't mean, I necessarily mean like for good reasons, but like, what's the word <clears throat> i don't know i it's just kind of they get away from patriotic
0: maybe
2: it's it's I mean, personal definitely. yeah patriotic personal pride like it's you well, know i mean i joined thing. for my own personal reason but while i was in like even now uh like i still iron my uniforms and my uniforms look clean compared to the average staff are like even staff don't care about how their boots look and stuff like it was it is different like you in that uniform paints a picture yeah and, and it's like everybody takes that for granted now man I, I i don't i don't know Like nobody gives a fuck about having squared away boots nobody nobody cares yeah uniform is all like like i've seen right. staff sergeants who like so i'm an S3 now right there's no fucking way somebody in S3 should come to work with a fucked up uniform you ain't in the field you see right. what I'm saying? You yeah. ain't doing ranges. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if you got a range day, it makes sense. But, like, I've seen staff sergeants come to S3 with, like, a uniform as if, like, they're going to a fucking range. Like, yeah. you shouldn't wear that uniform. You were a staff sergeant. You know what I mean? If you do it, then what the fuck do you expect these privates? Like, they're looking at you with a fucked up uniform. No, like, exactly.
1: Exactly. They're not, and- you know what I <laughs> mean? Well, and it's you that know? it's it's that line in the in the drill sergeant creed, right? Like I'll instill pride and in all. I trained, pride pride self, in the army and the country. Right. And it's like they're skipping over that line, especially. It was a lot of like I've been a drill sergeant since two thousand. I got my hat in two thousand eight. So my first one was on the, on the trails in two thousand nine. Right. So I did a year in a nine, a year and seventeen, and then various cycles in between. And then just came off my full cycle this in October. And it, I do see a lot of that too. I mean, there are drills that try and instill instill pride, but like right
0: is it like a few and far between kind of a thing i mean Um, you guys as trainers are you guys
1: seeing well i mean it kind of is though right so i mean like and then and it's not necessarily drill sergeants specifically but like ncos in general right non-commissioned officers in the army in general are just not instilling pride Mm -hmm. they're not continuing to do what we as drill sergeants try and do so like we train them up in basic training they go off to ait they get whoever the fuck they get and then they report to the unit, yeah. whether it be reserve guard or active duty, and 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 where that that um dis, uh, not um that um oh my god my words are skipping um <laughs> discipline and 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 pride and all of these things are supposed to continued to continued to be instilled, but they're just not right. So now they're showing right. up to, uh, to to NCOs, E5s, E6s, you know, wearing shitty uniforms like what we was talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, or not giving a fuck you know what i mean just like no standards about them at all because you know well they come from you know a combat ready uh, army and none of the stuff matters because the only thing that does matter is combat readiness and can you shoot can you move can you communicate who cares what your uniform looks like and so we've gotten so far away from what the garrison army does that one of the things that we've lost along the way is this level of discipline and pride? It's, I mean, it really is. Like, for example, um, what what do you think of the AGSU, the new the new uniform?
2: Um, I believe it or not, me personally, I actually I actually like it. Yeah. Um, they kind of remind me of the greens. It, it's like a different version of the greens that we had.
1: You had right. the comic patch sewing on. Yeah, yeah. Um But they look better, right?
2: Yeah, they 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 sharp they sharp it is all it is, is you know it's history repeating itself you know what i mean they had it in world war ii you know? exactly
1: and that's exactly yeah. my point there's pride in it right there's there's when you put it together and you put it together nicely you can you can show the discipline that you have in putting that uniform together and have the, the pride that you have and when you wear that uniform hey right?
2: but with that being said like you know like mm. they get promoted to sergeant first class they're not even evaluating uniforms no more you know what i mean you know that, right? Like, so so you, going can have this shitty ass staff, aren't this dude might not know how to put his uniform together? Like, in the infantry, it's mainly EIV and Ranger Tab. Those are two things that are getting you promoted. Yep. They're not looking at if the staffs aren't as square away as uniform now. So they don't know that no more. Like, it's, I don't yeah. know. It's, it, it's, it's crazy, man. You
0: know, well, I know I'm in the reserves, it is a little bit. I think it's, 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 uh, we were dealing with the army in a different time. Mm-hmm. and it wasn't work it, I feel like once you know close the business work is over for these people and they don't fucking give a shit about how anything looks it's just right. over until the next day when you start work again and then you go fucking shake off that uniform and you know go back to work I think with us since we lived there it was a different fucking feeling man it wasn't just work with us it was family yeah you know? right you guys, those guys, Kyrie, don't get it.
2: Like, like, like you're saying, like, I, I'm happy I'm here because, like, this is something you won't see with this new age. Like, look at, look at my my garage right now. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I I still have my boots and stuff in display. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: And and it, you know, it's crazy when my peers said, like, bro, you weird. Like, why would you do that? I'm thinking like. What do you mean? Cuz you know what I mean? I got to make sure my shit squared away so I can be the example. My Ooh. peers is telling me, my peers, fellow E6s, the younger E6s is telling me I am weird for having my shit set up for just that, how I showed you. That that, that, that that's what let me know right me. then and there like, yeah, bro, I I don't I don't I don't belong here no more, man. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah.
0: you know simple things like that, you know? That's very scary to me because when I was in when I was little low enlisted little private Tyree Brown, that staff sergeant was the fucking that was the guy. You yeah, know? you were you right. were
1: scared shitless of those fucking staff sergeants.
0: Yeah, you,
1: right. don't don't worry about the E7s so much. No, those no. Are,
0: yeah. That's up in the fortress somewhere. You don't you don't deal with them until you really fuck up. Really fucked up, yeah. Right. 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 That, that E6. Uh, you know, walking around, he was the one, you know, you had like four or five of men in the platoon that fucking, they were the ones. Yeah. And right. I feel bad for you guys now because, you know, you're telling me that the guys who were the ones are pieces of shit, basically. Damn near. And that, I don't, I don't want to I mean, call them I'm, pieces I'm of shit. I'm, they I'm don't, not saying that. yeah, let they me clean this up because I don't want to, I don't want yeah. to people. Uh, it's just a different time. Um, yeah, you know, they're not though. holding the standard the same way.
2: There you go. They don't. They don't. They don't care about stuff like that. It's. I'm. I'm trying to figure out. So there was levels that when I was, you know, when I was a private, there was levels. Mm-hmm. You had the private level, the PFC level, the specials level. Like the specials had their uniform starts and clean because they were trying to make that E five. Yeah. The E five was like clean starts because they were trying to make E six. The E6 was starched all day. Like, you know what I mean? Because he didn't have to get dirty. Yeah. You know what I mean That E6 was clean all day. There ain't no levels no more. It's just like, everybody's in uniform.
0: Yeah,
2: You know what I mean? There, that, That's the difference. You know what I mean? As a private, you had a good uniform on Monday, and then your shit got fucked up because you know you was getting scuffed up and you was doing mm. details or whatever. The specials had a good uniform for maybe like three days, but he was involved. The E5 had a decent uniform, but he was smart enough to know when to change out. That E6 lucky Macklin all fucking weak. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 There was levels. You know what I mean? But it's not like that no more. Everybody has a shit uniform.
1: Dude, know I I, mean? I, no- I I remember um so like obviously sunday nights right like we were getting our uniforms ready for yeah purple like, yeah. monday yeah. right so like that yeah. was your uniform had to look the best for monday morning 100 percent yep um and so me and griff we would sit in the room we'd fucking do our uniforms and everything drink a beer yeah 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 Yeah. we'd we'd and then so like monday we'd get off work knowing that we we're gonna be fucked up right we're gonna get we're gonna get fucked up at work we're gonna get scuffed up like you said Smoked at the motor pool, smoked us in front of the company, smoked wherever the fuck we happen to be because we exist and we're privates. Mm. And I remember time after time after time being told, those boots have scuff marks on, them. they better not fucking be there tomorrow. And so, oh, yeah. lie, we'd come in, We we as soon as COB would happen, we'd have that formation outside before we went to the barracks, went to the class six, bought some beer, went back to the barracks, fucking did our uniforms, very first yeah. fucking thing we did, did our uniforms. Yeah. Hung them up just like how you have yours hung up, had our boots displayed just like how your boots are displayed. Mm-hmm. And then and then the night could start.
2: Yep. 100%. That was every that
1: was every fucking yep. day. Cause we were too yep. afraid to run into one of these motherfuckers and get fucked up extra one for those hundred percent. Yeah, man. Like that just and that's not and that's not happening today. <sighs> not. Nah.
2: Nah. Those, those days are gone.
1: <laughs> but where does that where does where does that when did that breakdown happen? And 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 what's at fault here? Like, is it is it the big army in general? Is it these co- these constant deployments it, overseas?
2: It mm. started to happen when we went to the ACU pattern. That's when you didn't have to iron uniform because of the Velcro, yeah, et cetera. I mean, I got it. These tan boots. So <sighs> these tan boots, you can't shine them, obviously. Mm. And how I did it, like you know, I got my 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 field boots. And then I got my boots where I know I'm not gonna get fucked up. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just like nobody cares. Like everybody's just like, like literally nobody cares. I, I don't know how this is gonna turn out for the better or worse. Right? You know what I mean? Um I I just I don't have the answers. You know what I mean? Cause it, it and I, I try to like tell myself, you know what I mean? So like World War II, those dudes didn't wear like kitten shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they survived. And then you got Vietnam, they didn't wear kit and shit. And then half of Vietnam, they wore flat vests getting the fuck up. And then half of that, the 80s wore flat vests. Then we came out with the IBA. And then we came out with the the OI the, the, the OITV. And then Gen 2 OITV, Gen 3 OITV, and then plate carriers. The army is evolving. Oh. Uh, but it, it's getting to like I think, yeah, we were. We got softer along the ways for better reasons, but it's kind of, it, I don't want to say it. It feels like we've reached our peak where now we're on the decline. Mm. That's what it almost feels like now. Like we went, we, we, we traveled like World War II, World War I. I mean, World War I, World War II, Korean War, Vietnam, we're doing great things, the 80s, Desert Storm. And then we kind of plateaued with things. It's like, all right, it made sense. And then, like, now we're trying to be so politically correct. We're, like, declining. Yeah. And we ain't going to know we decline until, like, we face something. We face something that lets us know, like, hey, man, we, like, we were going in the right direction for a moment. And then we just, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let <laughs> politics get involved and it started to stir shit up in the wrong way,
0: you know? We sound like a bunch of old men sitting around complaining about the way things used to be. Uh, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, man, I hey, hey, it. you know what I'm saying? I, like, I we don't.
2: <laughs> we, we ain't gonna know. The thing is, war has always proven us to be proficient because hmm. America, we have been surviving in every war. It's I, you know what I mean? Who knows? Another war pop off and these motherfuckers do great, and then it's like us oh, old guys. Yeah, we need to shut the fuck up. We were fucked up standards still there you know yeah. what i mean yeah etc but i don't I, it, it's great so the thing was even though standards changed with equipment motherfuckers wanting crybabies though as they are now that's the key thing for me like okay like all right you tell me i ain't gotta shine the boots bet you tell me i ain't gotta have the uniform bet but dudes wanting crybabies it's not you got all these standards changing and dudes are crybabies on top of it that's what concerned me Like, I I did 19 days in sector without a shower in Ramadi. 19 days. No shower, MREs, and and cereal and milk. I don't know if these new cats can do that. You Mm -hmm. know, no cell phone. Like, it was every seven days we would go back to Far Ramadi and then go to the MWR and get on MySpace back then, and you go back out in sector for nine, nine, eight days. These dudes are so keen on technology. I don't know if they can do that now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you could sneak a cell phone in combat situations. And yeah, you get Roman charges, but that motherfucker, you could still communicate without the command consent that we didn't have these issues when we deployed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we all have learned from the Russians the Russians killed a lot of Ukrainians from fucking cell phones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know, man. I, I just. I could be wrong.
1: Um, well, it's one know. of those. It's I, one I, of those things where you 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 want to be proven wrong, like you want where you want to yeah. be wrong in this regard, right? Because right. like, right? Because I feel like we are painting a pretty bleak picture as far as like the future of our military and the direction that may be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would absolutely be happy to be wrong, right? One hundred percent. I yeah. would love to find yeah. out on the next big, uh, big war, whatever, that like our troops are. Like ready to fight, and they they have the grit and the intestinal fortitude to fucking push on through the enemy and destroy them, and blah 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 blah. Love to right. be like proven wrong, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, 100 Okay, this you know, and you got to wonder, like, did did did, you, did previous generations kind of look at us the same way? You know,
2: I, I, I hear that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did.
1: Like you know. met you met well, Winchester, we, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah like, Persian Gulf uh, veteran. Right, yeah. I just wondered, did he look at us the, the kind of the same way, like these fucking guys? Oh yeah, no idea. I forgot about him He talked So much
2: shit to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he went to Ramadi with us for a little bit. Yeah,
1: dude. Oh, I, I, yeah. yeah, that guy. So I mean, he he was one of my um one of my first uh squad leaders. When I was a machine gunner in second platoon. Mm-hmm. Um, he was our machine gun squad leader, and oh my god, dude, like. He hated you. He hated you until <laughs> he liked you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. First time I met him, and I know I've, I've said this on the, on the show before, but the first time I met him, he was like one of the first few guys that I've seen that, that had a CIB um, that wasn't one of my drills. And so I was like, Excuse me, Sergeant, standing at the fucking CQ there on Bravo side. Excuse me, Sergeant. <laughs> oh, where, man. Where did you get your CIB? And he's like, Where the fuck do you think I got it? And then just stormed off. I was like, Oh, God damn it. Like, <laughs> okay well i'm gonna die later for that
0: uh, oh man start stretching
1: drink water yeah no shit man he he broke me off one time dude he had me doing the electric chair um downstairs oh um, i remember
2: right, that i remember that yeah
1: across the door to the arms room and he had me in that that seated position right up against the wall and he was like he had he had me he had me up against the wall i was like okay this isn't so bad he's like johnson do you know what the uh, the heaviest piece of military equipment is I'm thinking like what, an Abrams tank. He's like no, and he pulls out this like skillcraft ballpoint pen. He's like this oh, is, man. and he had me hold it out in front of my my fingertips, <clears throat> and he's just no not fucking move. You better be in that same position when I get back. He left me there for like 45 minutes, man, 45 fucking minutes. I was dying, <clears throat> but that was you know he was yeah. old school army, and that shit don't fly yeah. anymore.
0: Can't can't do that stuff. So. Yeah,
1: no, yeah. You yeah. Know what,
0: what, while you were doing that. And- electric chair with the heaviest thing ever. I'm sure there was four or five other guys in there with you. No. It was just you by yourself? Yeah, I had fucked up. Oh, man. oh man. <laughs> I was gonna say I remember getting <laughs> fucked up with a whole group of folks. There's not too many times where me, I got pulled off to the side and got fucked up.
1: Oh man that happened to me all the time. Yeah, all dude. the time. Man yeah, you were lucky.
2: You was one of the blessed ones. <laughs>
1: no I got yeah. fu- I got fucked up all the time, dude. Um Sergeant Bloom, Sergeant Bloom, Um, he, man, we did these layouts one day, Friday, and, like, I fucked up the layout, and so every hour on the hour, I had to relay lay out my shit, Oh I, I wasn't allowed to leave it out, I had to, like, pack it back up, <clears> take it into my room, downstairs, because because uh, I was on the first floor, layout was happening on the second floor. Every hour on the hour, I had to lay it back out. So I you know, with the poncho down, everything placed according to the diagram, folded exactly right and had to have all my missing things um, there. And so, like, I'm sitting there running clothing, back and forth clothing sales, getting all the things that I was missing. And he'd come back. And if I was late having the things laid out, if something was wrong with the layout, he smoked me. Uh-huh. And there was like the, I don't know, one, one time he, he sat there and smoked me for like two or three hours instead of having me redo the layout. He just smoked me for like two or three hours. I was doing the layout until like fucking eight o'clock, nine o'clock that night. Until I finally got it fucking right. <laughs> like it was like, I, I mean, I got singled out a lot, but like I was also kind of that guy, I think. Um, And I think that's where I learned to be that guy more Um, because I also understood like where these dudes were coming from, right? Like I wasn't being singled out because I was a complete shitbag. Like I was being singled out because... You
0: could you know, be like, better, motherfucker.
1: That's kind yeah. of what, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, th- they had these higher expectations of me, and I was just falling short <clears throat> because I was being lazy. And um, because I think about like all the other army schools that I've ever gone to, um, or any other army thing, I've always been that guy, right? I always get singled out by some leadership
0: being like, "Oh, fucking Johnson, you're that fucking guy."
1: <laughs> yes, I am. That is me. Yeah
0: it's nothing wrong with being that guy because sometimes being that guy can put you in the position to, you know, learn something. A yeah. lot of, a lot of times being that guy, puts will put you uh, in front of somebody who knows something or, or can teach you something, even though at the time it might feel like fucking punishment. Yeah. Uh, being what? that guy sometimes can fucking be beneficial. Well, I think if, in some you know, of those if, cases, if you're good with it.
1: I think in some of those cases for me, it, you know, the, depending on who it was that was, that was smoking me or whatever. Because I, I do remember a time when I was at BLC and the NCO singled me out. And I, every day, like, in fucking chow formation, in the line, he had me do fucking star man at the back. So, like, where you <clears throat> squat down into a ball and you explode up in the air God. and yell star man. You know, and you have to re- repeat that over and over and over. Yeah. And that guy, I think he just kind of had it out for me. And, <clears throat> um, and And to me, it was a way to show that, like, you're not going to get to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm gonna continue to be that guy. I'm gonna be a smart ass one hundred percent. But I'm still gonna perform and do all the dumb shit you want me to do, and I'm gonna prove to you why I'm better than you. Right. Okay. And I had that like mentality, right? Like like we infantry guys have. Like you're not I, I'm unfuckwithable. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can try, you can try your hardest, but I'm I'm still gonna be here. Yeah. And that was that was kind of a, a part of it for me too. Yeah. I
0: might do a whole lot of <laughs> shit, but I'm not gonna fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's how it's always been. What actually? Um. What? And then this might be a bit of a backtrack, and I may have missed this. But what caused you to uh, go to Drillstar School? What made you go that route? Because I know like, you know that's a big uh, commitment. Me? Yeah. yeah. Or me? <laughs> I got DA selected. <laughs> <That fool went>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't volunteer. I didn't volunteer for that shit, man. Like oh, the, okay. the 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 army sent me an email. It was like you're gonna be a drill sergeant, and it was it was it was it was crazy. I actually tried to get out of it, but it, it just didn't it didn't work out. Cause now we got this new thing called SFAB. and I actually tried to do that, and it was just I mean, if you watch his broadcast, I know he you know it this It was this master sergeant. And he laughed in my face when I told him, because my packet for SVAP got accepted. And he laughed in my face because he knew that happened. He was just like, ah, that ain't happening. You're going to be a drill sergeant. I'm like, well, dang. You know what I mean? You know? And that, I didn't ask for this crap. I, I never seen myself. That's just something like, you're you, you were a drill sergeant, Johnson. You know this crap. Like, yeah. man, that that ain't something like you putting yourself on the stage when you when you volunteer to be a drill sergeant. From PRT to teaching stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I amazed myself as a drill sergeant. I did so much stuff. Cause I, I don't like teaching class and POI to a standard like that. I can I can teach you how to like, you know, take apart a part of 240 or a 249 on my own on my own way and it'll be proficient. But you you know how a drill sergeant is, man. I yeah, I wanna me personally, I never would have
1: volunteered for that. Yeah. But in the army told though, me I was going to do it. Yeah. In re- in retrospect, are you are you glad that you did it?
2: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. You know what I mean? It was it was probably like it was probably one of the best times of my career. One hundred percent. I'm yeah. still like, look at me, man. I'm wearing my I wear my sweater <laughs> proudly, dude. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: And 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 I got my hat stand and and everything. Uh, that that's one thing I'm happy about the army. The army always told me what I was going to do. Versus, if they would have let me pick, I probably would have did some things, you know, like being in a hundred first. I would never, I would never pick to go to a The Army told me I was going to do it, you
1: know. When you so, uh, when you got your orders to go there, like so, you show up to Campbell. Yeah, they're like, hey man, so you're going to one two six. Is that how that worked out?
2: no 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 no. So when I first got there, I was in one five zero two. Um, this is before the army. You know how the army is like. When we came back from Ramadi, we was first. So when we came back from Ramadi, Iraq, let me tell you how the Army does things. When we came back from Ramadi, Iraq, we was gonna reflag to 2nd Brigade, First Armored Division. That was the word on the street. Yeah. We knew we was gonna reflag from Big Red One, Big Red One was gonna stand up in Raleigh, et cetera. And then uh when we got back, the Army said, you know what? We don't want first AD or first ID in Europe. First AD is gonna stand up in Bliss, and all of her, uh, first ID was gonna be in Raleigh. And we were gonna be 172nd, and the other brigade was gonna be 170th. That's the same thing happened in Campbell. So there's gonna be the army went from like four maneuver battalions, you got two infantry battalions, one scout battalion, etc. So uh when I was in Campbell, we was gonna you got one 502, two five oh two. 3502, God bless the dead, they died in a plane crash coming from Egypt in like 1986 Mm -hmm. and that battalion became a memorial and they started, they said they came up they were going to bring up 3502 and then 126 was deactivated and 126 has such a history, the army decided was like uh, they didn't want to get rid of 126 you know what, it may not be a big red one unit, let's bring them to 101st. And that's how 126 stood up. Mm -hmm. So make a long story short, I was in 1502 for two years. 126 stood up. I ended up going on that Afghanistan deployment. So that first song was just like, hey, 126 is stand up. You want to go be a guy that stand up 126. And when I heard 126, I thought it was like 126 because everything in in Campbell Mm -hmm. is like three-digit, empty regiment right. so i didn't know it was one two six blue spader and i was just like and he that first song because he was 101st this whole time he didn't, didn't know like what a blue spader was and he showed me the crest and i was like oh yeah first one i'll do it I, i'll go to i'll go stand up that battalion you oh, know yeah. what i mean you know and that's how i end up going to one two six standing it up signing for the building and, and the whole nine yards you know what no helped signing for the building yeah that's yeah. awesome Yeah, and the 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 one two six guys that was still in Fort Knox still didn't get the memo. Like, no, like you guys are deactivating. We're gonna restand it up in Campbell because it didn't make sense. Like, it's been Big Red One for so long. At that point, people was confused. Like, that don't make sense. That ain't happening. But I was trying to tell people, like, no, it's happening. That former Big Red One unit is standing up in Fort Campbell. I'm part of it, and it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Dude, that that's not in them happening.
1: And like so like so you're you're a part of like Blue Spader history through Ramadi and through standing yeah. them up at, at, at Fort Campbell. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Like your name is all yeah. over the blues, Blue Spader legacy. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Man. Like cuz I don't know if you have, you know, like <clears throat> like you've seen our logo or whatever, but like we used the Blue Spade in our logo. Um right. You know, Tyree and I were very proud to have been Blue fucking Spaders um everyone that we've talked to from our unit from our deployment back then um everyone that we've talked to is is proud to have been a blue spader right a lot of dudes talk about how like that was like to this day the best unit they've ever served in um right. and so it's just really neat like i even follow um the blue spaders at under 101st on social media just because it's like you know what I mean? Like that's that's right. You know what I, mean? I don't know. It's just kind of a it's, it's it's a neat fucking thing. I remember, dude, when we were in in Germany still, it's probably 03, I think we were on Con barracks, um, waiting for a bus to come through or a taxi or something. And there was a they were having a a, a Vietnam era reunion of some dudes. And if I'm not mistaken, some of those guys were blue spaders as well. Um, it might have been like a blue spader reunion for dudes that were with with them in Vietnam. But, like, I don't know, man, just seeing these, like, old dudes, like, now we're the old dudes, Um, just seeing these old dudes talk about the fucking Blue Spader community and, and just what it meant to them, whatever, I don't know, it it's just always was, like, been a pretty big thing for me uh, and, you know, for Tyree, and so, like, I don't know, it's just really neat. So, like, here you are, like, double the Blue Spader, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, back when Colonel Grisby was talking about, like, you cut open his heart and he's going to bleed blue. I well, actually do. You know what I mean?
0: Same here, man. Like everything about, you know, I'm sure everyone's gonna say, "Well, yeah, you love your first duty Simon Well, some people have really shitty ones. Yeah, I mm-hmm. could not imagine going to a different place. Um, 100. The the family. It was family, flat out. That that was is what it was for me. Um, I've been in different units in the reserves. It's fun. You know, we're cool and everything, but goddamn those fucking blue spaders, man. It's nothing like <laughs> it. It's nothing yeah. like a fucking blue spader, man. And I'll tell you what, anybody listening, if you ever have the opportunity to become a blue spader, uh, you'll be a part of this brotherhood. I think it's a little bit separate from the rest of the Army, personally. Yeah. There's but Army, I get that. feeling. Yeah. then there's idea. fucking blue spaders. <clears throat> Sorry. That's how I feel about it. And hey, Captain America somebody, was better. Fucking right.
2: Yeah, somebody said we on the line of like a like the Freemasons. <laughs>
1: <I> no <know, laughs> shit,
2: the Blue Spade Cult. Yeah, right. You know, that's like funny. It's it's more on the line like that. Like mm-hmm. we like on some Illuminati Freemasons <laughs> thing. Like not, like they're they they're serious, man. You know, like I, I've seen even here in Benning, you see like. Cars and you see a blue spader like sticker or something on his car. I don't even know who that person is, but that that's how that symbol. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. I think between we're just a battalion. the Only other organization I I've seen that's represented like us was the Sons and the 101st. Yeah. But that's a whole brigade.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're just one battalion, and we represent it just extremely as an entire brigade. You know? So
1: yeah. That's pretty crazy to think about too. Yeah, so there's there's a um there's a bar here in, in town, um in Fayetteville. And I guess I guess the, the bar owner is a former blue spader that Griffin knows. Yeah. I've never met the guy. Um but uh yeah, and, and so our, our Unit Crest. So you mean like you can see unit crests from all over, right? And they're fucking confusing as shit. Right? They have some like weird yeah. fucking like sometimes they'll have griffins on them or lions or eagles or yeah. Cross things, and they say shit in Latin. And ours is just a blue fucking spade on a white shield. Like you cannot fucking yeah. miss it. You know, yeah. most yeah. most Great. recognizable crest in the army, mm-hmm. um, and pretty historic fucking unit, man. Um Yeah. Anybody I've ever talked to who's ever uh, done work at Campbell, I was like, hey, did you ever work with the spaders? Um, one, two, six, blah, blah, blah. And you, you know, just because you know, I was like, hey, that's that's those are my guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's... uh. <clears throat> So what is the uh, what is the future like for you, man? I mean, because you're you're coming up on retirement.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I got less than uh, eighteen months left in the army. Yeah, and I can now. This new rule, I can submit my retirement come January. Um, but yeah, for sure, I'm, I'm I'm retiring. Um, the I got a blessing from the wife to do it this January if I want to, and I I would get out one like about eight months earlier. Oh, uh, I still need to get like my medical situation um like you know what i mean on the on, yeah. on the going go like going through
1: mm-hmm.
2: but uh yeah i'm like i am i'm 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 getting out man and i'm I'm happy with that, you know,
1: you definitely know? make sure all your- so. me- medical shit's in line dude like yeah. when you when yeah. you when you do retire uh I would start your your v a process before you i mean probably around the same time you you submit for retirement or whatever. 'Cause it is right. a process and they go through all that shit. So like the more update your medical more updated your medical records are, the easier that will go, um, for for you and for the whole process. But um but like what about what about after the what about the army? What, what about after the army? Like you gonna give law um, enforcement. Yeah,
2: that that's the goal, but I'm not one hundred
1: percent on that. You know what I mean? Like uh
2: so I, I love law enforcement, mm-hmm. but it's just like Right now american law enforcement is in a kind of in a bad i don't want to say law enforcement as a whole is a holds in a bad state it's just with society and everything it's just in a bad state right now you know yeah and uh it, it's that decision is more like so now that i'm when i'm doing things it's not more about like what i want it's what's best for my family right and uh like I was telling the wife, and you know, the wife, she's not really keen on it because you know she don't want me to get fucked up, like you know, or get hurt, get shot. Um, because God forbid, you know, I, I made it through twenty years of the army to die
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> on the streets of my freaking city, or you know what I mean. Not maybe yeah. I don't die. I, you can still, you know, they the, the The cops get mixed, cops get messed up in the city that people yeah. don't talk about. Get stabbed and career <clears> ended.
1: Well, I don't know if you, you know, know Tyree. Tyree was LAPD for 13 years.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. So he told me he was going to be a state trooper, but he ended up being LAPD. But that's, that's good, Tyree. I remember you yeah. was always talking about he was going to be a, a, a California trooper. I knew he was getting out for that.
0: But, yeah, you know. I was on it, but I fucking failed the test uh, <laughs> by like Word. Three points. And then I'm like, fuck it, I'll be L A P D. He's like, ah, oh, you're yeah.
1: too LAPD is like, we'll fucking take you.
0: Yeah. So you know, across the street, took their test, did their little interview, and you know, in about a year I was on. And same thing what you're saying, man. It's uh yeah. it, and not just uh, the the danger of being a police officer because there's tons like people want to kill you. Like yeah, There's people who don't like police, and if they had an opportunity, you right. they would. Um, I know some cops who have had bounties on their heads from these gangs. Wow, it's, it's fucking yeah. crazy. Like this shit, it's it's becomes a, a different part of your life now that you know same kind of brotherhood, not not in the same way as a blue spader, but different because right, you know you can go home at night, all this kind of stuff, but there is a high, high tip top, all the way to the top high stress level with that job. Uh, Some days it'll be so fucking easy. You fucking smoke a cigar under a bridge hanging out. I've done that multiple times. Other days it is not like that. And a lot of people don't realize that and it's it's, they find out the hard way. So I always tell people, hey, if you want to be a police officer, like talk to me, I'm not going to scare you out of it because it's a fucking honorable job. It's a great career to have. But I'm going to tell you, like, the real shit about it. Not just, oh, yeah, we do fucking pursuits and shit. And, you know, I had a ton of arrests and all this kind of stuff. No, because there's all this paperwork that goes along with it. There's, right. The high-ass danger that's going on with this job where, you know, motherfuckers are in danger constantly, you know, in some cases. Like, it it is what it is. You're going into this situation knowing these guys in here shooting for or shooting, you know, it's it's crazy, right? And a lot of people don't right. don't really grasp that child abuse. Holy fuck! Don't get yeah. started on yeah. shit that you will feel emotionally when you deal with a child abuse suspect. The child is bad enough because you know they cry and all that kind of stuff. Maybe they can't explain what the fuck happened, but you know what happened. Now you have to deal with. This fucking guy and, right. up. and I've been there too and you know I never thought when I raised my right hand that that, that would be a part of it and it's heavy and I, I need people to understand that I think you'll be a better officer if you understand that going in right 100% 100% as you can see now i <laughs> <laughs> I well, I and, and, and. <laughs> hey,
2: good stuff, man. I ain't <laughs> gave up my hopes on it, but it's like I'm not, you know. It's it's all about the wife. She kind of, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
2: talking about what you what you just saying. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. My, my my wife wants me to be 80 years old, looking at our grandchildren. That's what she wants. So whatever I have to do to achieve that, she, she's
1: that's what she wants. You know you know, you could look into, um, kind of get the best of both of those worlds is, um, like VA police. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, cause their, their primary function is, you know, policing the VA campuses all across the country. And uh, a guy yeah. in my unit, he's actually a, a VA police chief down in Austin and makes really great money. Um, he's mm. not, not super stressed, but and he, he did typically, he did law enforcement in Mississippi, um, Texas, and i I think a little bit in arkansas and then he got on with the va uh, the va force and he's been with the va for eight or nine years now um and he's been able to move his way up um you know obviously with his compounded experience and then his time in the military he's at 20 something years or about 20 years in the army too so but um i mean and so you, and you're still in the federal system so like your your army retirement goes towards that federal retirement so you'll start in that job as mm-hmm. if you've got 20 years of experience accruing like leave and sick time and all that stuff and then how your pay grade works and everything else um but you're still law enforcement um just federally um and so and to me like i don't know man i like being around veterans and you yeah. know and and the, the the va uh or the the va campuses are actually a really neat place to go whenever i do go to the va because you see all these old timers in there that you look at them, it's almost as if like the rest of the world has fucking forgotten about. But they go, yeah. they still go to the VA with their fucking their ball caps on. You know, I went to a Vietnam veteran or, you know, wherever veteran. All the fucking pins on. <clears throat> yeah. And they're walking around proud as fuck, yeah. right? Not giving a fuck what anybody else thinks anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just a great place to be. And I, you know, um, yeah, I, I've got. Uh, like I said I got that buddy that does it I got another friend that she does it. she's actually um down there in Tampa if I'm not mistaken um at the VA down there she's a VA uh PD um now she's not military but um she still has that kind of mentality and likes to be around military and veterans anyway but um so that may be that may be a viable option for you man um right. that way you can kind of you kind of do both right and you still get that like double the double um like federal retirement
0: all right? yeah there you go y'all <laughs> all that knowledge dropped on one time.
1: i will say man like for for a lot of i know when we talked to you i don't know if you remember Absher. remember him
0: oh yeah oh i'm sorry well you remember him abture uh,
2: the name sounds familiar I, I i need a face i'm so fucking old i forget <laughs> names i need faces
1: uh, he 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 was an E five back then. He's a sergeant major now, over battalion over in uh, Polk. But um, oh, we, we we talked to him in the episode called Bingo, and one of the things he talked about is like, you know, what what happens after retirement? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, yeah. you know, because it's kind of it's kind of scary. It really is, especially when you your entire adult life is dedicated to the military, and what? and now you leave the safety net of the military, right? That paycheck every first and 15th and the medical covered and this and that and housing and, and all these other benefits that come along with serving in the military. And now you're out in the world on your own Fuck, What do I do? Um, and so for a lot of people like that, like I know the, since, since GWAT, right. Like, you know, transitioning from the military into some type of like overseas contracting, um, has been a pretty big thing, but that doesn't sound like it's going to work with your wife. She may be very mad right. if you tried to do that. So one hundred percent for so for a lot of dudes like that, like I I suggest looking into federal jobs. Um, like get on USAjobs.gov and I mean just the the their apply for things. You got to know how to build your resume based on like how federal, uh, jobs want them. But like, they they I mean they really are like, great fucking jobs. Um, like that's that's what I do now. Um, and I'm actually transitioning to the VA here in the next couple of weeks or month or so, but, um, <clears throat> no, it, it really is great because you still fall under, you, you still get an LES. You still go to my pay to check your pay, right? You can still, you you still contribute to a TSP, right? You still yeah. accrue like leave and, and sick and, and all that stuff, the same uh, rate. Um, and, uh, the, the pay grades are essentially the same. You know, you, you have various different types, but the most common is GS, General Salary. And you have all these steps within those, and you receive COLA pay every year, um, mm-hmm. or your COLA increases. So, I mean, it really is like I think a great um, opportunity for transition from the military to civilian life. Um, so I mean, I don't know if you've considered it or not, but I would, I would, I would definitely look into jobs within the federal
0: system for sure. Yeah, and let me tell you. It ain't that scary when you're out. It's not that bad. Maybe depending on where you are. Um, That
1: first year, too.
0: Yeah. For me personally, I think uh, because I didn't get the job I wanted at first, you know, I had to work TSA, which is, oh my God, gross. gross. I had to work that. TSA
2: is bad. I, I, I wouldn't mind that. I mean,
0: now I'm thinking about it in retrospect. Like, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. You're just chilling. You're just running these fucking x-rays. And you're just fucking doing the wine on folks. And it's all good. Maybe, like, after military. Fuck yeah. That'd be a great job. Like, after retirement military. The monotony of it, though. It is. But (laughs) it's it's safe as fuck. Like, it really is. 100%. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the... I mean, you have to worry about massive shit happening, but you don't have to worry about chasing down some fucking asshole. Yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> shit like that. It's just, you just got to deal with dumb dumb civilians. Yeah. And it sucks sometimes, but, I mean, back then when I was 23, 24, yeah, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Do I, I see was, a lot of I, jobs? Shit, I was ready. I was just uh, off combat. Who the fuck wants to stand in a terminal all day? You yeah, know, no shit.
1: I see a lot of, yeah. I see a lot of jobs on Gov are usajobs.gov a lot of IT jobs um and i don't know if you know it's like IT all you need um Man. C- uh, c- uh, certificates right you don't even need a fucking four year degree in IT and you Almost. these jobs making like seventy, eighty thousand 80,000 a year and some of them are remote jobs you don't even have to like work in an office you can be from home and like do shit over over the phone or whatever nice
2: yeah i was taking a uh uh a, a cyber security job uh, uh as you were a cyber security class on college and i barely got past that motherfucker with a d plus so like
1: these <laughs> get degrees man <laughs> yeah man like holy Look.
2: crap man i took hey. that shit instead of math and i'm like man i probably should have just took the freaking algebra class
1: you know dude i was gonna say oh, like, even man. even even cyber security like i see a ton of those jobs on usa jobs like mm-hmm. a ton of them, dude. Like, and they and they, they they are really great paying jobs. And, um, matter of fact, uh, Tyree uh, Nora, uh, this uh, woman that we recorded with a while back, that's one thing she, she's an overseas contractor, uh, linguist. And that's one thing that she's wanting to do is whenever she leaves that field, she's going to get her, um, certification in IT and she's mm-hmm. going to work in, in cyber, cyber security, IT, that kind of stuff. Um, through the federal system. So, I, I mean, <clears throat> it's pretty chill, right? Pays very well and it's transferable. So like, let's say you get out of the army and you, you know, let's say you do your last two years there at Benning or whatever. And you're like, you know what? I want to fucking live in Georgia. i want to go live in fucking Wyoming for whatever reason. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can do that, right? You can go to all, it's just like the army. So like I'm, I'm moving to this area. Do they have a job in that field? Um, can I transfer to it? They have to have an opening, obviously, but like, so it's a little bit more difficult, but it's still possible. And like I said, some of these jobs are remote. Um, so you don't actually have to be at the physical location. And on top of that, you also get locality pay. So that's um, what was it? Oh, so one of the one of the jobs that I was looking into was the veteran uh, representative veteran service representative. So basically whenever you file your VA claim and like it's all like reviewed and rated and all that stuff, those people, your your VSRs. And so those are remote jobs. And the way my buddy who who works at the VA was telling me, he was like, You can you can apply for the job, say in Houston, while living in Arkansas, and I'll receive Houston locality pay while living in Arkansas because it's a remote job and I don't actually have to be in Houston to work Houston cases. So, I mean there's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of really really good benefits to looking into those jobs, man. So I would I would consider that for sure.
0: Word word. <laughs> I think it's important, or the most important thing is make sure you have a fucking plan. Because there's yeah. a lot of folks who just jump off into yeah. the deep and <laughs> you know yeah. across. They hope everything works out, but a lot of times it does not. And um just have a plan, man. And I'm sure everything's gonna work out with you. I, I, the advice I would give people uh, is don't be afraid to relocate. Um, really? Don't, that's, yeah. That's advice it, you man. would give to people? Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, that, <laughs> hey, that, that's, hey that's Johnson, that, I'm that's California. Advice, man. Like, You <laughs> know, I'm California all day. That's why he's fucking making that joke. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to
1: get Tyree to leave California for fucking years, man.
0: It's... I, I wanted to stay here in Georgia, but the wife was like, fuck
2: no.
1: You know, yeah. <laughs> Georgia ain't you know, bad. I gotta, what's, what's her what's your beef with Georgia?
2: Man, she don't like the school districts. Oh, yeah. So it, it getting out here would be like excellent. Like the houses, man, with my my retirement pay can pay the rent. Oh yeah. And some, but she was just like, nah, she just don't. Yeah. Columbus has a lot of crime here. I don't know if y'all like been here. Columbus is like, Tyree, man, it's like it's like Compton over here in Columbus, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's, it's Compton it's a lot of crime that here. bad.
0: All right. yeah
2: i've heard i've heard it's not changed, change but like columbus is bad and she just don't like the school district here i mean you know florida is a lot i, I took her to florida and she likes tampa because it's so diverse you mm-hmm. got some of everything down there so she's like she's sold on that me and yeah. her got a got into an argument because i didn't want to move back to my hometown
1: you know what i mean like you know yeah but yeah where's she where's she from
2: She's from uh, so she she lived in Antwerp, Belgium for a little bit, uh, most of her school days. But she's from like uh, a town close to Stuttgart, Germany.
1: You met her in Germany.
2: Yeah, yeah, nice. I did. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. yeah both had, my kids
2: it. are born over there.
1: No shit. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. can get federal jobs and live in Germany too.
2: Oh, don't. I'm happy she don't hear that because she <laughs> that's she be like that's what you're gonna do. You better focus on that, like,
0: man. <laughs> Oh, I would uh, do it right now if I was in uh, your position. <laughs> fuck. Go yeah, back and dude. get the
2: Yeah. Journey. Yeah, just I've been so, I have been. so I, I have been scoping out, but it's like it's harder said than done cuz you got yeah, man like like I man I can show you my house. So much is invested in the states. You got to cut half of that out and move to Germany. It's yeah. a possibility, but like, you know, the cars and and, and some yeah. of the furniture we got, you just can't take, you
1: know. Mm, yeah. 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 So I would, I, I would
0: love to live in Germany again,
1: man. I fucking one hundred percent
0: Um, so we're at the hour and a half mark almost. Word. I don't want to take up too much of your time talking about the old times, but man, it was really fucking cool to talk to you.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure.
0: Heck yeah,
2: I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy I can do this, man. John, like Johnson's been, he's been on me for like the last three weeks. And I didn't know if this was going to happen. My life is so hectic, you know, but, uh, I'm happy it happened. This, this yeah. was awesome. It was better. Than, it was much better than than I anticipated. And yeah, I'm happy. I got a chance to do <clears throat>
1: it. You know? No, we yeah, no, we, yeah, same here. Um, and so glad that you're able to like cut out a little bit of time, especially with you being on, uh, on leave right now and like family and holidays and all that stuff. So, wow. oh yeah, um, yeah, we were, we were a little worried that it wasn't gonna happen today either. Um, which, you know, understandable because it is the holidays and, you know, we have people out, out shopping and, you know, family and all that shit. All right. I'm over here fucking dying of possibly pneumonia. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But yeah, dude, like, uh, we definitely, uh, when, I, when I mentioned your, your name to Tyree a while back, he was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, that'd be a, a, a great person to talk to because we really wanted that perspective of the new guy coming into, because we, we talked to some of the dudes that, like, were brand new to the unit when we got back from Kosovo in '02. But like coast, coast was boring, boring peacekeeping, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. But like being the fucking new guy to a group of dudes that just got back from Iraq for OAF two, we definitely wanted to hear that story. And then you know everything else you had to say. Like, nah, it it this this went really well. We're definitely glad you were able to come on with this man for sure. Oh
0: yeah, awesome. I was just thinking no, while you are talking, the name of this episode could be FNG. <laughs> I think that's I can dig it. this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, everything that Kevin said, like uh, one of the people we always really sit and think about who we who we want to try to put on the show, especially now for this season, our third season. So uh, not to be like you should be honored because we picked you, but yeah, uh, I'm honored.
2: Hey, no, 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 for real, for real, I'm honored, man. I'm
0: honored. Uh, you know, uh, like, hey, it was an honor. We have to get people who have a story and you know i'm always asking for folks who have a story to tell like please you know we're an open platform for those stories basically tell us so uh, a little bit about yourself tell us what your story is if it's good you know we'll put you on here we're always for right. folks i mean and let me clean that up because a lot of people you know uh mm-hmm. may- <laughs> <laughs> Make sure yeah you, uh, you
2: gotta be careful these days man it, it's 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 unreal man you can't just say anything these days you know like, Yeah,
0: yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah you gotta be careful but you know we screen really well so uh, you know <laughs> rap on but yeah. either way man um having you on the show was awesome uh it's so cool to me that we can go back and grab you know our buddies our, our fucking folks and uh, you know, earlier I you know I was gloating about being a blue spader, which is awesome. But you know, whatever unit you're in, try to have some pride in it. If it's a piece right. of shit, a piece of shit, what are you gonna do? But you know, be proud of who you are. If you're a fucking Marine, you know, fuck yeah, marines and all that. <laughs> you know, if you're in the air force, the fucking Navy, now if you're a fucking space cadet or whatever the hell that shit is. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, be proud of that shit, man. <laughs> fucking press that uniform. Make sure that yeah. shit looks good. Because when you walk around right. in the civilian world, you're gonna be seen as the fucking example for that particular branch. Yeah. You know, show off, man. Fuck yeah. You did it. You did you put the work in. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. your ass those awards. Shine them up and look good, bro. Well, you remember
1: and and not to go back a little bit but back back when we were there in our bdus we had to wear on our um on our um our our pocket flap a mm-hmm. an, an earplug case with the
2: earplug case with the unit on it yeah exactly yeah. and i remember being
1: told might... like you are not going to walk around here looking like fucking hot ass with that fucking blue spader fucking crest on your fucking chest it's just not going to happen yeah. and so that was that's what and, you know you took pride in that shit man you know, yeah. It's just not happening now. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Yeah. So everybody got PCs. Nobody knows what unit you in. Everybody looks the same.
0: Yeah. You know. So to recap this episode, it's good to have good good friends and the the fucking new guy is gonna be the leader at some point.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's
0: good to see that leader um uh, blossoming and teaching other soldiers the standard. And uh yeah, man. I love you guys. It's nice to talk to you guys. I'm going to play my special song to close this out. <laughs> and uh, Kevin, you got anything before we uh, slip out? Will, you got anything before we, we let you go? Oh, no, nah,
2: man. it's It's been an honor and always Blue Spaders.
0: Oh, but yeah. Blue Spaders. Kevin, you got shit? No, he said it right there. There it is. So, hey, everybody, it's uh, Tyree here with Before I Forget. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Woods for coming on one time for us. Uh, I want to thank Kevin for putting that together because it ain't fucking easy. Uh, I want to thank you, the listener, for coming on and uh, listening to our bullshit. Uh, We appreciate the likes. Uh, Now that you can look at us on video, hi, I'm waving at you. Share it. Let everybody know you know, about your favorite podcast so we can get bigger, help out more people, get bigger guests on this motherfucker. I have an incredible time putting all this stuff together. And um, it's great. I love it. And it's great to do this with my boy, Kevin. And it's great to talk to, like I said, former Blue Spaders or somebody who has a real story to tell because a lot of people got a lot of bullshit to tell. But it's nice to hear from real folks. So if everyone is done talking and I'm done blowing, mic, I'll cut you loose. That's all I got. Thank you. All right. Y'all be blessed, man. You too, man.